Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello, welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Hello, welcome back. (laughs) Um, As we're recording this, it's almost Zombie Jesus Day, but when this comes out, you all will have probably celebrated Easter by now if you do celebrate it. (laughs) Oh, that's true. And also, so remind me in the States, you don't get like Friday or Monday off. Is that right? Well, um, some people do. I, like if you have like a corporate job, you do, or if you work, you know, maybe for a bank or something. But oh, of course, like retail workers don't get it off. But yeah, they are. It is recognized. So. Oh, I didn't realize that because for some reason I was thinking when I was in the states that you didn't get those days off, or that I just couldn't remember getting. Yeah, those yeah, they do. Which I, it was kind of funny. I was talking with Scott about that the other day. Like, how funny that you know Easter is on a Sunday, but you know, you also get the Good Friday off and you get the Monday to observe Easter or whatever off because it's a Christian holiday yet for any of the like Hindu or any other like Jewish or whatever holidays, you don't get the days off. Yeah, exactly. No, that's <laughs> America's Christian, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Right. But um, before we jump into the episode, I do have just two new patrons I wanted to shout so hello to new patron Kevin hello welcome oh hello Kevin welcome and thank you for joining us on uh, Patreon yeah and also Tim hi Tim thank you Tim (laughs) yeah thank you guys so much for joining us when you do on Patreon and giving us your support and love over there we just we really, really love you guys. And every single time someone joins, I'm just like overjoyed. Like, ah, I'm, it's really, it's true. <laughs> the church is true. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Patreon is true. Um, no, definitely. Thank you guys. I'm always flabbergasted whenever we get a new Patreon. Cause I just think like, wow, our new patron, like how, how awesome are you guys? And you definitely keep the show running and we mm-hmm. love and appreciate your support. So thanks. Oh, yes. So for today's episode topic, uh, I decided that we should talk about Easter because it's relevant right now. Oh, <laughs> it's favorite zombie Jesus day. Jesus day. You know, I was convinced that we'd talked about this already on the show, but I went back through our whole backlog over 200 episodes and we don't have a dedicated episode or at least not that I could see. And, and listeners, we've said this before, but like we've talked about so much stuff on this show that sometimes we forget what we've covered. So forgive me if we have covered this, but I couldn't find it in the backlog. (laughs) No, I don't think that we have. I think that we've talked about it a lot in passing or like in other episodes or when it's been Easter, we would say like, oh, it's Easter, you know, zombie Jesus. But I, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think we've actually covered like what Easter. Yeah. Or like how Mormons celebrate Easter. Right. Um, every time you say zombie Jesus day, I just, I, I imagine like little Mormon us, like me and you and hearing someone say zombie Jesus day, how offended. Oh my God. I would have been like incredibly offended and also would have been like, that's such blasphemy. I need to repent just from hearing that. (gasps) Right. You would be like the Holy ghost can't be around me right now because I just heard that like on that TV show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all 
right. So for today's sources, I got my sources from Smithsonian Magazine, Bustle, Australian Broadcasting Corporation, History.com, and the Church of Jesus Christ.com. Org the I had to go to the main source. Well, uh, I don't want to call them that. the main source, but you know, <laughs> take the words from their mouth, I guess. <laughs> okay, so I try, I try to give them the least amount of website traffic. So even if I go there, I like copy and paste everything quickly, and then I leave because I'm like, Ugh, I don't want. <laughs> I know. I don't want them to say to see that I've stayed here longer than thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Um, the or what are the origins of Easter? Here's what the Mormon Church wants you to believe. This is from their like website, their section on Easter. It says Easter is the Christian holiday celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. After Christ died on the cross, his body was placed in a tomb where it remained separated from his spirit until his resurrection, when his spirit and his body were reunited. Mm-hmm. Latter day. Latter-day Saints affirm and testify that Jesus Christ was resurrected and lives today with a glorified and perfected body of flesh and bone. So I thought, I think that's interesting to note for especially Nevermos. Mormons definitely believe that Jesus is like a, a literal person with flesh and bone. He's not like this, because, you know, most Christians believe that they're almost like these spirit-like yeah. you know, and God. No, Mormons believe they're actual people, humans. Yeah, and they put a lot of emphasis on, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, but like that's why the body, like flesh and bone is so important to Mormons because they believe that like Satan doesn't have a body. And that's mm-hmm. why, and like the third of hosts of heaven that followed him never got a, a body. And that's why, like, as soon as you start to research the church or like fall away, then Satan's like spirits or whatever can quickly overtake your body because they're like envious and they want to basically <laughs> possess you and your bodies and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And why you shouldn't quote unquote disfigure your body exactly. with switch ew that word but also I love how they just skimmed over after Christ died on the cross like can we just talk about that for a moment like how how terrifying and violent that story is of torturing and murdering a man and nailing him up on the cross to bleed out and die like that is so horrific that's that's something of like horror novel or movie status and it's just like oh yeah just just he died and it was bloody and awful but he came back (laughs) yeah exactly and they never want you to so it's like another thing and katie maybe i I don't know if you had i guess living in utah maybe you didn't experience it as much because everyone around you is mormon but in the south like i grew up with all you know the baptists and methodists and Presbyterians that were like you know those are the more predominant ones not Mormon and they always wore like the cross and they talked a lot a lot a lot about the crucifixion like yeah Mm -hmm. um and I always remember thinking like oh we don't talk about that in the Mormon church and they would say like oh because we want to focus on the resurrection not the crucifixion and I always thought like you said it was like it was just kind of glossed over like it Mm -hmm. would never they never would go into detail and I thought like isn't that pretty important like or they would talk a lot about the atonement so it's like about church, like the atonement and the resurrection but the actual crucifixion which is always kind of glossed over yeah not, like don't talk about it yeah jesus suffered 
and died. They'll say that. And like, they gave us the, the atonement, but they don't, they really do not focus on the cross. Like if you guys have never been in a Mormon chapel, they don't have crosses. Mormons don't wear them. It's actually seen as blasphemous if you do. Yeah. And they don't have any, <clears throat> any depictions of Jesus on the cross. So I know in many, many churches, especially Catholic ones, you'll see like the sculptures of the dying actual body of Jesus uh, mm. depicted. And they are creepy. I will say that. But yeah, Mormons don't have anything like that, like at all, anywhere. I mean, even yeah. when you learn about the crucifixion, I feel like they show it's almost like a just a faraway um, painting of like the three crosses. You don't ever actually see a depiction of Christ up close yeah. being and you know what is interesting about that too is do you remember when the passion of the christ yes i was just about to talk about that yeah oh yeah so you know it's it's so funny that my parents they they went and saw it even though it was rated r which you know big deal for mormons and they like talked about it and they thought it was important for me to see because they're like you know we believe in christ and we believe this is important for you to see which you know looking back that was like really quote unquote progressive for them I was and gonna they say, got, that's super progressive they got so much shit from the ward members for that like how it was so inappropriate to be taking me not only to a rated r movie but to one that depicts violence against christ but in their heads they were like but that's like what you know what we believe happened we believe the bible where you know, we supposedly do <laughs> yeah, yeah no, most mormons were very against it i remember that's so funny. I, um, I'm shocked to hear that your parents took you because exactly like you're saying, because it was just very much frowned upon. And mm-hmm. again, like in the South, everyone went to see that. Movie. Oh, I'm sure. sure. It was like, you know, I got so much judgment because I didn't see it. It was already questioned like, well, if you say you're Christian, then why would you not see this? And I had lots of my friends like invite me to go with them with their churches to go see it. And I was like, oh, I'm not allowed to see it because A, it's radar and it's also about like the crucifixion. Um, And yeah, like even people in our ward, I remember like saying like, why can't we watch it? And it was almost like, why would you even bring that up? Yeah. Yeah. And I found it so weird as a teenager being just really confused by it. Like why, if, like surely that would be a movie that we should see out of any movie and if it's radar because of violence then that's just a more accurate depiction of what you know christ our lord and savior went through shouldn't we want to see that to understand how you know that That, plays out for us basically it's such a good point and it's so fascinating to look back on now like because it is such a um a great depiction of how different Mormons are from Christians even though they claim to be Christian they really don't worship the same way (laughs) no and wasn't it just just like a side note random tangent didn't Mel Gibson direct that movie I believe so yeah 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 yikes (laughs) all right so continuing on they say following his resurrection Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene and then to other disciples Some were not convinced of his resurrection, believing that his appearances were those of an unembodied spirit. Jesus assured them, behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself handle me and see for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye as ye see me have. He then ate fish and honey in their presence, further dispelling their doubt. (laughs) And this is where I added. Then he got in a hovercraft and went over to America. (laughs) (laughs) 
because nowhere in this Easter article did they mention Jesus was resurrected. And then he decided to go over to America and tell them all about (laughs) the gospel, right? (laughs) It's so convenient that in the Bible, it doesn't mention that anywhere. But, you know, in the Book of Mormon, that's what we're taught is that Jesus just decides to bounce he's like all right well i'm gonna ascend now and instead of going to heaven right away i'm gonna scoot on over to the americas because the americas are the promised land and the garden of eden was in jackson county missouri (laughs) you all know this (laughs) but thanks for the fish and honey i'm gonna go (laughs) i'm gonna bounce but i'm gonna have to dine and dash see you later All right. Uh, Latter-day Saints conduct Easter Sunday services, but do not follow the religious observances of Ash Wednesday, Lent, or Holy Week. Latter-day Saint Easter services traditionally review New Testament and Book of Mormon accounts of Christ's crucifixion, his resurrection, and surrounding events. For these services, chapels are often decorated with white lilies and other symbols of life. That's true. As at services on other Sundays, the emblems of the sacrament are passed to the congregation. So they do have like an Easter program. I feel like, you know, I I remember that. Um, But interestingly enough, I remember that if conference, general conference fell on, like it lined up with Easter, they would do general conference instead of the Easter service. Like they would do Easter service the week before, which is saying something if you really believe in jesus uh, why would you move his his celebration <laughs> exactly no i do remember that i remember going to a few like or not going but watching a few conferences that were easter weekend and i was just like okay that's interesting I guess we're not having easter sunday like <laughs> yeah i i just i feel like i don't know easter is i guess you know it's celebrated in Mormonism, but it's just not as big of a deal as in other denominations. Like, I feel like in the Catholic Church, it's a huge deal. Like, that's when if you don't attend church, you go to church on Christmas and Easter. But for Mormons, it's kind of just like any other Sunday. I I completely agree. And actually, that was one of the things that I noticed when I moved to Utah, because again, like, the so Mormons in the South aren't the same type of breed and they're kind of like this hybrid of like Baptists well it's like traditions that are more like Baptists or Methodists but within the Mormon church mixed in there as well I don't know it's Mm. a bit odd but I do know like in the South like Easter is big right so like yes yes I I saw an article the other day but I didn't actually read it I just saw it popped up on my social media about like why it is that in the South you have to have an Easter dress (laughs) I don't know, same elsewhere, but, like, I just remember, like, we had to have a new Easter dress, you, like, I mean, that's when you go all out, and if people who aren't necessarily, like, practicing or go to church any other day or any other week, they'll go on Easter, so even (laughs) my dad would maybe occasionally go on Easter type thing, like. Wow, okay. So, yeah, so it was interesting, and then I moved to Utah, and I was like, oh, it's not really, like, yeah, they have Easter Sunday, but there's not, like, anything that's, like, after, like, an Easter egg hunt or, because, again, we would still do that, even though, I guess, Mormons, you shouldn't do anything on a Sunday. It's right. Like, I think. go to an Easter egg hunt, you know? Yeah. From what, from what I remember being little, um, the Easter egg hunts were held the Saturday before. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> because, yeah, you're not supposed to do anything, like, recreational on Sunday. Um, But it is interesting that, yeah, 
they observe Easter Sunday, but they don't observe, like I said earlier, any of those other things like Lent or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they they would have like on their program, like Easter hymns. I remember that, but like, those are just more. Yeah. Yeah. You sing those throughout the year anyways. It's not necessarily just for Easter, but yeah. (laughs) Something. I know that my Redeemer lives comes to mind. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, great, Katie. That's going to be stuck in my head all (laughs) night now. just don't sing it to Rory because we. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be humming that to sleep tonight. Like while he, I'm trying to get him to sleep and rocking him, it's gonna be in my head. And Greg is gonna be like, "What is that creepy sound?" <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Mom, please stop." <laughs> okay, some Latter Day Saint families include Easter bunnies and eggs in their family festivities for the delight of children. Such traditions are not officially discouraged, though they have no religious significance to Latter-day Saints. The focus of the holiday is religious. For Latter-day Saints, Easter is a celebration of the promise of eternal life through Christ. Okay. That's like what every kid wants to read about their Easter. Like, oh, you're not really supposed to. Okay. Yep. I know. Easter is just about Jesus. I know, my my family was very cute and still did the Easter bunny on like Sunday morning before church. I don't know how many of you listeners, if you were ex-Mormon, if your family did that, I'm not sure. But yeah, I do know that there were Easter egg hunts on Saturdays, at least. Mm. (laughs) Not on Sunday. Okay. We're on Sunday. So I wanted to further this by showing you how they like teach about Easter to children, one of my favorite things to do. So I went and I looked up from the the church's magazine, The Friend, which is for children. And oh, <laughs> they have a little story in there oh, no. to teach okay. you about like Easter. And they, I think they kind of focus it on, yeah, like Easter and the atonement. So it's called my Brother and the Resurrection by Lori Walker, and it's based on a true story. So that makes it even worse. <laughs> oh, God, I'm cringing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, get ready. Get ready, girl. Um, okay. Did Jesus really live again after he had died? Oh, yes, and so shall I. That was from, that was from the children's songbook, apparently. Okay. So okay. it says, <laughs> Michelle stood up in front of the entire primary, not sure if she was ready to do this. In primary, during the month of April, they were talking about Jesus Christ's atonement. Michelle had been excited when it was her class's turn to give the talk and say the prayer in opening exercises. She had asked if she could give the talk, knowing just what she would talk about. But now she wasn't so sure. Her stomach was feeling funny, and her mouth was dry. Then she saw her mom and dad in the back of the room and remembered the prayer they had together that morning. Now she didn't feel quite so scared anymore. This poor girl. I'm just thinking the whole time, like, this did not really happen. As a kid, I would never be like, oh, I remember that prayer we had this morning. I know. And I I sure as shit hope this didn't happen. And and you'll hear why in a second. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I'm just going to say trigger warning. I'm not going to say what for, but just if you're feeling sensitive right now, you might not want to listen to this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Michelle took a deep breath and held up a picture of a tiny baby. Quote, this is my brother. 
His name is David Allen, and he would have been three years old this year. But when he was born, he couldn't breathe very well. He stayed alive in the hospital long enough to have a blessing, and then he died. I never got to see my brother, and sometimes I'm really sad about that. Then Michelle held up a picture of Jesus. Quote, but because of the, the atonement and the resurrection, I don't have to be sad. When Jesus died and came back to life, he made it possible for my little brother to one day have a perfect body. That will happen when Jesus comes back to earth and people are resurrected. I can hardly wait because then I will see my little brother again. Oh. I just... I read this and my jaw was on the floor. Like, this is... I just... So it makes me so sad because also if that's if that's true and that's how the little girl feels, like, okay, first and foremost, like, that's horrible that that happens to her little brother. Um, but then for her to think, like, I will be with him again because of the gospel, again, what does that say to families who have also been in similar situations who aren't Mormon? Are they just yeah. never going to see their family and he's not going to have a perfect body because he's not Mormon? Yeah. And and also for her to say, I'm excited to see him. Like, it makes it sound like uh, drink the Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? Like Yes. And it's just, it feels like, like this is some kind of trauma that will affect her for the rest of her life. And what if she grows up and s- starts to have questions? about the church but then she'll revert back to like but I want to be with my brother again I want to see my brother again and if I leave this church aka cult I won't I won't see him again and it's just like from such a young age using these tactics that they're so controlling like because your emotions are so tied up in it you lost a baby and then the church tells you it's okay if you stay with us you'll see him again that's horrible and imagine the mother hearing that like now that uh, that's something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like if I you know was ever told something like that that's horrible that puts so much guilt and pressure on you that you would you would always in the back of your mind think like well, if I just were a bit righteous or if I stayed in the church, maybe this and this wouldn't happen or my child would always be protected uh, or safe. And <sighs> Yeah, and to be those parents at the back of the primary room, like, I don't think, even if I was Mormon, I don't think I would think that was an appropriate thing for my child. No. I would be like, mm, I don't think so, honey. Let's Let's pick something out. Like, let's pick a different way to talk about this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Michelle held up her brother's picture again. Quote, I know sometimes people have to die. My family still gets sad sometimes when we think of David Allen, but we know that Jesus suffered for our sins, died for us, and was resurrected so that we can be resurrected too. I'm glad I'll be able to see my little brother and that he will be healthy. I'm also glad that Heavenly Father and Jesus loved us enough to make the atonement happen so we can see the people we love again. I say this in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Oh, that's triggering. Oh, that's really triggering. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Michelle stepped down from the podium. When she went to the back of the room, she gave her mom and dad a big hug. You did a wonderful job, mom whispered. We love you so much, dad said. Michelle felt happy after her talk because Heavenly Father put a good feeling in her heart. She knew he loved her too. Oh my God, it's just so much 
it's indoctrination. So like so much um yeah full-blown indoctrination like here here's some rewards for that like you loves you you can feel it like that's him saying that he loves you mm-hmm. like other it's kids like, don't get that feeling because god doesn't love them right uh, oh my god okay so that's yeah i have another story from the friend but i kind of don't even want to read it <laughs> Oh, no, is it that bad? No, it's just, I, I'm just kind of, well, I can go through it quickly. Okay. Okay. It's called No Candy for Easter by Kimberly Webb, based on a true story again. Uh. <laughs> on the day before Easter, Kurt's grandparents invited his family to a barbecue. Of course, it has to be the day before Easter, not Easter. <laughs> Kurt was especially excited to go because his favorite uncle, Darren, had just come home from his mission. He had missed Uncle Darren a lot. Kurt bounded into his grandparents' backyard, ran past Grandpa, who was standing over the sizzling grill, and found Uncle Darren sitting in a patio chair. Hey, Kurt, Uncle Darren greeted him. Are you excited for Easter, little buddy? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Kurt scrambled into his uncle's lap. What do you want in your Easter basket? Uncle Darren asked. Candy, I guess, Kurt grinned. He imagined finding chocolate bunnies, marshmallows shaped like baby birds, and jelly beans spilling out of his Easter basket. By the way, those peeps, those marshmallow peeps, I think they're so gross. (laughs) Oh, God, I hate them. I was lucky enough that my parents never put those in mine. Ugh, yuck. (laughs) And jelly beans. I only ever liked the Starburst jelly beans. Oh, I I forgot about the Starburst jelly beans. But yeah, those were good. Yeah. Um. His heart skipped excitedly just thinking about it. What do you want in your Easter basket? Kurt asked, poking his finger into Uncle Darren's chest. I don't think I'll get one this year, Uncle Darren said. I guess I'm too old for that. But it's okay because last year I got the best Easter basket ever. Oh, stop it. (laughs) What was in it? Kurt asked. Don't you remember? Uncle Darren looked surprised. You helped send it to me. Kurt tried to think about that last spring, but it was a long time ago. He remembered the family gathering at Grandma's house to make a package for Uncle Darren. Plastic-colored eggs and stringy Easter grass had been strewn all over the kitchen table. Strips of paper, markers, and pens had been piled on the countertop. Why was it your favorite Easter basket? Kurt asked. He couldn't remember sending anything special. Uncle Darren squeezed Kurt tightly. It was my favorite Easter basket because there was no candy inside. Kurt giggled, expecting to see a teasing twinkle in Uncle Darren's eyes, but he looked serious. No candy? Kurt asked. Why not? Uncle Darren laughed. Come in the house. I want to show you something. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Kurt watched Uncle Darren rummage through a shoebox full of letters. He reached into the box, pulled out an envelope, and handed a strip of paper to Kurt. It said, the church is true. (laughs) Another one said, I love Jesus and my family. (laughs) Last year, he had written these words, folded the paper up, and placed it inside a plastic egg. Everyone else, his parents, aunts, uncles, and cousins, had done the same. Now Kurt remembered, Uncle Darren's missionary Easter basket had been filled with testimonies. (laughs) That is so bad. Stop. (laughs) And also, it's just like proof enough there that obviously the kid didn't mean it when he wrote it down because he didn't even remember. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm like brainwashed into always saying the church is true. Yeah, like, I'll write this. Then can I have a candy? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. You liked those papers better than jelly beans? Kurt asked. 
He couldn't imagine why. Uncle Darren nodded. Easter is the time to celebrate Jesus Christ's resurrection, he said quietly. Do you know what that means? Jesus came back to life so that we can all be resurrected someday, Kurt answered. And do you know what that means? Uncle Darren asked. He rested his hand on Kurt's shoulder. It means that I will always be your uncle. <sighs> Kurt was confused. The resurrection makes it so that you can be my uncle? But Darren, Uncle Darren said, we couldn't be an eternal family without eternal life. Jesus Christ died for us so we could live forever with him. Oh. Yeah. When, when Kurt and his parents had visited the temple grounds, mom had pointed to the temple and said that she and dad had been married there. Because of the sealing ordinances, they could be a family forever. Mom hadn't said anything about Jesus' resurrection. What about temples? Kurt asked. I thought we could be with our families forever because of temples. Uncle Darren explained. The temple is the Lord's house. Without Jesus Christ and his resurrection, there wouldn't be any temples either. The power that seals us together is his priesthood. Uh, wow. Yeah. So again, that shame and guilt, like if your family's not in the church and not baptized and active and gone through the temple, then they're not going to be together forever. E exactly. Wow. Uncle D Uncle Darren continued, I taught people on my mission who didn't believe in eternal families. They believed in Jesus, but they didn't understand everything he did for us. That's sad, Kurt said with a frown. <laughs> Every Uncle Darren said, reading everyone's testimonies reminded me that our family can be eternal. It was the best Easter gift I could have received. Kurt looked up into his favorite uncle's beaming face and suddenly felt very grateful. He had missed Uncle Darren terribly during the past two years. He couldn't imagine being separated from him forever. Oh. Uncle Darren suddenly swooped up Kurt on his shoulders. I bet the hamburgers are almost done. Should we go find out? Kirk was giggling too hard to answer. Then we can be partners for the Easter egg hunt, Uncle Darren promised. Kurt was excited, but colored eggs, candy, and Easter baskets didn't matter so much compared to spending time with Uncle Darren. Kurt smiled knowing that he could call Darren his uncle forever. Oh, it's so obnoxious because, you know, no kid actually thinks that. You don't understand the concept of forever. And you're just like, cool, I'll get to hang out with my uncle. Like, come mm -hmm. on. Yeah. And I just hated the language there of, like, you don't want to be separated. I mean, it's, it's playing on all these basic fears that people have. Like, I don't want to, you know, be away from my family and... It's, yeah. so, it's so horrible because I remember as a kid hearing that language and always being like it was a constant anxiety or worry for me because I knew my family, they weren't Mormons. Like my dad wasn't and my oldest brothers were like never active and then a few of the other ones weren't. So I was just constantly like it was like a pit in my stomach all the time. right? And I was almost like embarrassed. Like when they would get on the topic, I would kind of just get embarrassed thinking like, oh, God, I hope no one notices that my family's not like that or like it's uncomfortable oh. for me. Oh, I hate that. Oh, God. So horrible. It is. And it also conditions children to look at people of other faiths differently. Like, yeah. oh, sure, they believe in Jesus, but they just don't have it right. Like, they're yeah, trying. Does. They're just playing church, as Brad Butthole Wilcox says. Uh. <laughs> um. So I wanted to finish out with just a couple of notes about about Easter itself and kind of where it comes from, because, you know, it's been obviously it's it's a Christian thing now, but um, many traditions associated with Easter date back to pre-Christian pagan 
times, which. Oh, I think, I think this is the part we briefly, briefly talked about at one point, maybe like a pagan episode we had on Christmas or something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. The pagan origins of Christmas. Cause all these, all the Christian holidays have pagan origins. Yeah. So, um, early Christianity made a pragmatic acceptance of ancient pagan practices, most of which are still enjoyed today at Easter. The general symbolic story of the death of the sun on a cross is uh, of rebirth, overcoming the powers of darkness, as it's a well-worn story in the ancient world. There were plenty of parallel rival resurrected saviors, too, such as the Sumerian goddess Inanna, I hope I said that right, or Ishtar. She was hung on a stake and was subsequently resurrected and ascended from the underworld. So, oh, interesting. One of the oldest resurrection myths is Egyptian Horus, born on December 25th. Horus and his damaged eye became symbols of life and rebirth. Ah. Mithras was also born on what we now call Christmas Day, and his followers celebrated the spring equinox. Even as late as 4th century AD, the Sol Invictus associated with Mithras was the last great pagan cult the church had to overcome. Dionysus was a divine child resurrected by his grandmother. So there's like just those to say like there's so many resurrection stories we can see where Christianity was like, okay, we're taking that and you follow us now and you worship this God now. (laughs) I mean, it's just kind of silly to me when you think about it. It's like one of those moments again where like we just never did any of the research because we were told we weren't supposed to, but then we're just like, this is the only true church and we're so original. We came up with all of this ourselves. And it's like, no, Christianity mm-hmm. is nothing but not original. I'm trying to have to word that. It's anything <laughs> but original. Anything for real, for real. It yeah. stole ideas. Yeah. So there was violent conflict on Vatican Hill in the early days of Christianity between the Jesus worshipers and the pagans. And they quarreled over whose God was true and whose was the imitation. What's interesting to note is that in the ancient world, wherever you had popular resurrected God myths, Christianity eventually found lots of converts. So eventually Christianity came to an accommodation with the spring pagan festival. So it celebrates like the equinox. And um, all things about like all the fun things about Easter are pagan too, like bunnies are left over from the pagan festival of Eostra. It's the uh, great northern goddess whose symbol was a rabbit. Okay. And so, yeah, I always wondered where the fuck do we get eggs <laughs> and bunnies from? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Exchange of eggs is an ancient custom. It's celebrated by many cultures. A lot of it represents, like, fertility. So, like, eggs. Mm-hmm. Or, um, Easter is just essentially a pagan fe- festival and you know, it's ancient symbolism still works because of the spring equinox and celebrating like life and stuff. Um, I have a quote here from University of Sydney professor Carol Cusack. She said, since prehistoric times, people have celebrated the equinoxes and the solstices as sacred times. The spring equinox is a day where the amount of dark and amount of daylight is exactly identical. So you can tell that you're emerging from winter because the daylight and the dark have come into balance. People have mapped their whole life according to patterns of nature. In most countries in Europe, the name for Easter is derived from the Jewish festival of Passover. But in English-speaking countries and in Germany, Easter takes its name from a pagan goddess from the Anglo-Saxon England, who is described in a book by 
the 8th century English monk. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But oh, it was like trying to like go through my head of like what did he say in Easter? It's yeah, like spring but, something. It is like Fräulein and something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Eostra was the goddess of spring. Or ah, yeah, Oyster, yeah. And that's why her feast is attached to the spring equinox. So that's just a little fun side note about how Easter is sure it's it's Christian now, but it wasn't always and it's just kind of borrowed from (laughs) all the other ancient resurrection stories and then mormons kind of take it further and just don't really talk about the crucifixion and they're just like "Eh, it's just about the atonement (laughs) (laughs) it's only about the atonement and we're gonna just like you know bypass everything else and just focus on he was resurrected and then he was in America and that's that's what happened. Yeah, that's- the important part really is that he was in America, truly. <laughs> I mean what the rest of the world doesn't even fucking matter to Mormons. No. No. <laughs> I just keep thinking of that Mormon video. I remember it was like when the I think it was the Nephites, right? When they're like the, the Lord does come and it's like a video of them and they're outside and then you see like Christ coming and of course it's yeah, it's just so silly. It's so I know. It's like there's all this darkness and then Christ it was dark because he was in the tomb and yeah. then Christ comes over and there's light and it's like, "Oh, this is this is different than what the Bible says. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he like heals everyone and you're just like, wow, they're all white as well. Who knew in America that it was all white people? Yeah, okay. It's always only been white people, Sarah. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I know that when this goes up, Easter will have passed, but I hope you had a good zombie Jesus weekend if you did anything. Um, I know I'm going to be just making good food. Of course, I don't really celebrate in terms of like religiousness. I don't believe in any of it, but I do like to take the time to like make a nice meal and just just hang out. So that's what I'll have done in this area. Yum. That sounds good. That's all that we're doing as well. I got little Rory a cute little basket, even though he's not getting anything. Like, I'm literally just using it as an excuse to put chocolate in there so that I can eat it. Because <laughs> yeah, he can't eat it. So I'm all like, oh, here's your Easter basket. Slash mama's going to eat all your chocolate. So I'm going to get the one that I want. I mean, you um, deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just eating good food, like Katie said. Um, I don't know. In, in the UK, maybe... It, Tell me what you guys are having, but here it's always like lamb, but we're not having lamb because I'm a I'm a butthole and I don't want lamb. And so I was like, <laughs> can I have beef? And Greg's like, oh, I can't believe I married a woman who doesn't like lamb. And I was like, I just can't do it. You're a butthole who doesn't <laughs> like lamb. <laughs> I just never thought I'd hear that out of your out of your mouth. Um, you know, in in years past, we have made lamb and we thought about it this year but we're actually just gonna do like a nice um pot roast we're actually gonna do it in like the smoker so it'll be like a smoky pot roast um but I just you know lately I don't know I feel I've gotten I don't know this is way off topic but I just feel bad about eating lamb because they're so cute I should I should feel bad about eating all animals if I'm being honest but you know I'm getting there Same. I go through phases where I'm like, no, don't want anything. And then I'll be like, oh, but I do want a slice of something. But yeah, lamb, it's it's a bit like, because I had a lamb. And so I just feel like I can't oh, do it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I know. I'm sure everyone who's like listening, who's vegetarian or vegan or just like bitches, you shouldn't be eating any meat, but I still do. Yeah. And I but fully, I fully understand that I shouldn't. So yeah, point, point taken. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's the episode, but, um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week. We'll be back. Have a lovely Easter. <laughs> Bye.